This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, everybody, to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. We hope you had a great long weekend. We're ready to talk Raiders football, and there's one subject that keeps popping up, and of course, we're going to get into that, and I know some people will be like, oh, what is it, a slow news day? Yes, it's a slow news month, uh, but that doesn't matter because we're here to talk about Raider football, and I say we are because it's myself, Scott Branson, and my co-host, my partner, that is Mr. Mo Moten. He's a national NFL beat writer, excuse me, NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. The bees got me there. Uh, he covers the entire league. He also is the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. So if you want to read his Raider-specific stuff, you can get it there too. Mo, how was your weekend, man? Did you have a good, uh, a good long weekend? I know you were working anyway, but still, uh, it's nice to have that Monday a little bit uh, uh, casual. Absolutely. Uh, I had a crazy Saturday. So Uh-oh. I had I had to walk 22 blocks to get to Bleacher Report's office because there was a there's an issue with, with you know traffic and everything going on in the city. And I got to the studio. I'm all sweaty. I'm huffing and puffing because <laughs> I'm trying to get there on time. So I had to go in the green room, cool off, get on air, and look like nothing ever happened. But I was completely drained before I even got on air. But I had a fun show. A lot of guys were in live chat. Shout out to John John five eight five Rock Rock Raider, Raider five eight five on Twitter. Yep. Uh, he he always livens up the chat. He's always there to brighten <laughs> things up and ask questions, and he makes it fun. And a lot of other people were there that I haven't talked to recently, so it was a fun day Saturday, and I got to come home and watch a fun game. Want some money off that? So there you go. Good See weekend. now. Now I did not <laughs> I did not think you looked at all disheveled or tired on the Bleacher Report live stream. So the 22 blocks and for people who think well 22 blocks yeah that's a lot but really that bad but when you're talking about New York, New York City, City blocks city blocks in Correct. Manhattan in going Manhattan. through 34th Street Penn Station going oh. through Times walking through Times Square I Scott I walked through parades <laughs> half naked women trying to get men to pave and change and dance oh. and all types of stuff were going on on 42nd Street on Saturday, and, well, and I'm Mo, just walking through everything. You know, you are Midtown Mo, so you have to spend some time with the people. I mean, you got to get out there and you got to shake hands, kiss babies, not pay women to kiss them, <laughs> but you got to kiss babies. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I went I've gone to New York three or four times a year for like 10 years on business. Right. So I was there all the time and saw how they just completely changed that area, especially Times Square and how it's cleaned up. It sounds like it's kind of fallen back a little bit into the uh, <laughs> eh, sketchy crazy town. Yes. Crazy town. Still some obviously uh, uh, nice areas there too, but I'm glad you made it. Okay. And I'm glad the people got to see Midtown Mo 
in the flesh on his way. I'm sure you were huffing it too, right? Trying to get there on time. Yeah, I, I, I did the 22 blocks in about 15 minutes. So wow. he's along New York City box, 22 in 15 minutes, got there. Like I said, cooled off. But the Raider fans that were in the chat Saturday night, again, made it worth my while. And it was a fun time. Of course, Raider fans wanted to talk quarterback, which we will talk today. Uh, but that show was all about trade ideas, which I will have a piece <laughs> on sports not coming up. Just for people who didn't see the show, they can read it in writing. Right. And and we come to you, obviously, this podcast on on Tuesday morning. Uh, for those of you listening to the morning, for those of you watching us on YouTube, you're seeing it uh, Tuesday night after the long weekend. And of course, the conversation, as you can see in the graphic on the show here, is uh, around the Jimmy Garoppolo contract news, the addendum that was added in March when he was signed. If you all remember correctly, the press conference got delayed at the end of a day and went to the next day. Nobody knew why. Everybody speculated maybe he didn't pass his physical well that ended up being true uh and the raiders added an addendum that basically protects them should jimmy g have an issue with his second metatarsal and i say that specifically and we'll get into that in a second but first mo this dominated the conversation and still into this tuesday dominates the conversation people upset saying oh my gosh this guy's not even gonna be ready why did they hide this blah 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 I'm going to get your perspective first, and then I'm going to give one after that that may be a little different. But when you saw this news, everyone has concerns over Jimmy Garoppolo and his health because he has a record of getting hurt and not playing in a full season of, of, of games. So that is a very real issue. We've talked about it on this show. We've talked it as a big downside to the signing of Garoppolo and the, and as the Raiders said goodbye to Derek Carr. But I want to get your take on this contract news, when it broke, and what it means for, uh, for this Raiders team and for their fans. So first thing I want to say was, and you kind of touched on a little bit, I was not a fan of the Jimmy Garoppolo signing simply for this issue, his injury history. And I already said he's, as the Raiders are signing him, he's hurt right now. <laughs> you know, so... It, it just it's just a very risky acquisition. What I will say about this deal is that if you go on social media, it's very one-sided. It's either mm. it's time to hit the panic button and the sky is falling or it's no big deal. And I would say it's in the middle right now because we don't know when Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back. To be fair to these reports, the Raiders added these addendums for a reason because there was some concern there that you know he doesn't heal properly because it's out of their hands. We don't know how his body is going to heal. So the Raiders put these clauses in his contract, that waiver in his contract, so to protect themselves. So we understand that. But this guy is not falling yet simply because what if Jimmy G is back before training camp? What if he's back next week? Then it's it's a moot point for now. But I will say it's still you're still a little on eggshells because you know his what his injury history is. Right. But the other side of this is the worst case scenario is if Jimmy G is not back and he either re-injures his foot or has a setback or it doesn't heal properly. A lot of fans would say, well, Dave Ziggler was a, a genius for the way he constructed the contract. And I agree. I, I would say, yes, the contract fits the player in his injury history. We, and I said this plenty of times when he was signed. I said, look at the contract over at OverTheCap.com. This is a very team-friendly contract. The Raiders are, are protecting themselves just in case Jimmy G gets hurt. I said that 50 times when he was signed. No one listened, of course. But <laughs> the worst-case scenario is if Jimmy G has a setback and he can't play, what do the Raiders do at quarterback? You're yeah. starting Brian Hoyer. You're starting Aiden O'Connell, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. You're going out and getting Carson Wentz, who's a free agent right now. Carson Wentz worked with Scott Turner, who's on the Raiders coaching staff right now. It didn't look good in Washington, but who knows? When you're just before quarterback, you go with familiarity, which was what Josh McDaniels has done. But you don't the, – the thing is, people will say, well, you could just tank for Cleve Williams. And that sounds great in theory from a fan perspective. But you think Deon, do you think Devontae Adams wants to hear that? After no. he just said he doesn't see yep. eye to eye right. with the way the offense is in the front office, do you think he wants to see Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer or Carson Wentz under center week one? I don't think so. Right. Now, the, the issue here, though, and, and I don't disagree with what you said there. Clearly, the, the injury history with Jimmy Garoppolo is what we've talked about for months since, mm-hmm. since they signed him in March. And, and that's always been the concern. We had talked about on our show – you had predicted 10 games, that he yep. would play in 10 games already. Mm-hmm. So, so you're looking at that. The interesting thing, and I'm going to take a little bit of a different tact on this than you, Mo, because if you look at the situation, again, this con- injury addendums and contracts, and we're working on getting a guest for later in the week, by the way, to talk about contracts, because I think it's important. These are not unusual. In fact, they happen quite a bit. They happen probably hundreds of times a year in the NFL, meaning that the NFL teams have to protect themselves. It's sort of like an insurance policy. We all buy insurance policies, not because we think we're going to get in a car accident every day or we're going to die and have to have life insurance. We think of it as a, hey, in case it happens, we're going to have it there. So this addendum is, to your point about what what they did here with with, um, um, Dave Ziegler and the contract, they protect themselves. Now, The key, though, is, and we're going to get into, actually, in the third segment. By the way, Phil Robinson uh, Jr., or the third, excuse me, Philip Robinson, from RaiderRamble.com and also from the Unfiltered Truth, which you can watch here on on Twitter as well, um, is going to be on with us to talk about the front office in the second segment. In the third segment, we'll get into some of the optics here, because I think it's a different conversation, but I want to talk about that towards the end of the show. But the point I want to make to you, Mo, and I want to get your reaction to this is, this only applies to that second metatarsal in his foot, okay? They found it. He came in. That's what the delay was. They put a screw in it to help it heal. That's what the Raiders did. The 49ers said he didn't have to do it. Raiders said he did, so they did. So they knew about it. It was not something that they hid per se. I'm not saying they knew. That's why they did the addendum. Right. So when you're looking at this, I think it's two issues. The foot issue with this second metatarsal and then the record – if you will, of Jimmy Garoppolo always being injured is a separate issue. So when you look at this, but when the fans look at it and when people talk about it, I just think the conversation has got so overblown because of that. It doesn't apply to every injury. If he goes out and, and, and blows out his ACL in training camp, this addendum doesn't cover that. It only covers the one medical issue. And so when I look at it that way, I'm like, okay, so that means to me, And again, people will accuse me of defending the regime, and that's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying, though, is they obviously, in their wisdom, we'll see if they're correct, okay? They believe this will be fine and he will be at training camp. So that's why they – but they added the addendum just in case. The issue of what do they do if he can't go is a separate issue, which we'll talk about too, and you mentioned it. But I think that this this do or die – like. Uh, it's it's the end of the world. This is, you know, book of revelation stuff. I think it's overblown. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the thing. And the first thing I want to do is you're right. It, 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 the, the addendum applies to his foot injury. So I, we should have did this before we got into the conversation. But I just want mm-hmm. to read out the, the, the prereqs, the requirements right. of, of, the, of the addendum. So just to go down a rundown, after Jimmy G failed his physical at the Raiders facility, the Raiders converted, converted his $11.25 million signing bonus into a base salary. Right? So that, to, again, to protect themselves financially. So the, the contract now says if Jimmy G passes his physical, Jimmy G has to pass his physical, mm-hmm. has to play in one active regular season game, and cannot re-injure his foot for the season. Correct. For that, for that, for those clauses to be null and void. Basically, then Jimmy G will get his guaranteed, his $22.5 million in guaranteed. Again, if he passes the physical, plays in one regular season game, is active for one regular season game, and doesn't re-injure that foot. And so as you said, if he blows out an ACL, or has a shoulder injury, these things don't apply. The Raiders are still on the hook for that money because it's a different injury. This only mm-hmm. applies to the foot. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, what I will say to your point about people saying, oh, you're defending the regime, I, I will say this, though, right? The Raiders knew what they were getting into with Jimmy Garoppolo. We all knew. You can easily Google his yes. history and know, okay, he blew out, he tore his ACL when one year at the 49ers. He had a nagging ankle injury in another year where he missed, I believe, 11 games and wound up on injured reserve. And then last year, he broke his foot. So this is a guy who doesn't just have a foot problem. He has a full <laughs> body. He has a durability issue. Yes. And, and, and before this even happened, it was risky to begin with. And to me, the, for the Raiders to sign this guy, and, and this, again, I'm going to go back to say this. I was not a fan of signing for this reason. To go back and sign a guy who's been who hasn't played more than eleven games in two out of five years as a 49ers starter is a risky acquisition. Period. Mm-hmm. Now he is coming off of an injury, and you have to put all these addendums into his contract. There are active bonuses for him to play. To me, this feels like Josh McDaniels wanted his guy, no matter what. And 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 mind you, mind you, Jimmy G agreed to all these addendums and and waivers and clauses in his contract because I feel like. He knew or probably felt like he isn't going to get a good of deal elsewhere because the team is not going to look at Jimmy Jingo. This guy is on a mend with his foot. Now, he may be fine, but what if he's not? And plus his injury history, we're not going to give him that type of money. I feel like Jimmy G knew that his biggest payday would come from the Raiders because of his familiarity with Josh McDaniels, who wanted his guy. Right. And I and I think ex- you're saying exactly what I'm at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it in a different way, and that is – this is the original argument for or against him. So, so the foot and the addendum to the second metatarsal, I guess the reason I'm saying it's overblown is because these aren't new issues. This is the addendum. That doesn't change anything. It doesn't change your view and what you've said, Mo, on this show about Jimmy G being a risky signing. So I guess Mm -hmm. that's what I'm, is, is it, People now are looking at it as like, well, see, well, they knew about this as they signed him, though. So to me, mm-hmm. it was not it was nothing new. The only thing we know is that the contract, we don't know anything about the medical stuff. We don't know 
how far clearly they believe he'll be at training camp to say training camp and then to play one regular season game. Uh, I think that, that they have a pretty safe bet in their view and their doctors, the Raiders team doctors and physicians believe he will be fine and that he is healing well, or you wouldn't have signed him in March. To your point, though, the money converting because of the addendum was huge. You have to protect your owner. You have to protect the franchise against spending uh, an $11 million bonus, which was originally a signing bonus. That would have been gone, and then suddenly he never plays another football game. And what did you get? Nothing, right? So, so I, don't, I don't disagree with what they did with the addendum. I just think we're making the original argument all over again. No, you're right that this was a risky sign, even more yes. risky now because yes. he failed this physical <laughs> and then they went on with the signing anyway. But, but, but Mo, but Mo, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I will say, though, and again, we will know as he gets out on the field, if he gets out on the field, they, they, Dave Ziegler, he is betting on and believes based on what he's heard that it's not going to be an issue. That injury, not the, <laughs> not other things that right. could happen to Jimmy G, right. but that injury in particular. And what I will say to that is that he better be right. Because I, 100%, because 100%. I, I will say this. I'm not hitting the panic button yet because it's still late May. We're just getting right. into June OTAs. Right. I'm not freaking out. Ideally, you want a new quarterback on the field with his new teammates as ASAP as soon as, soon as possible. possible. Yeah. But if, is it a big deal if he misses all of OTAs? I mean, the pads are not on. No one's hitting yet anyway. A lot of veterans miss OTAs. New veterans coming from other teams miss OTAs as well. I mean, guys are just traded. Guys are coming in for free agency to new teams, and they miss OTAs. He knows Josh McDaniel's system. I will say, you don't start to hit reach for the panic button until it's August. Yeah. If it's the first right. week of August and there's still no timetable on Jimmy G coming back, that is a problem because that That's means the problem. Raiders guessed on on the estimate of his recovery timetable and they're missing on it. And by the way, it's a big deal because even though he knows the system, you still have to shake off that rust. We've seen Derek right. Carr have rusty um, starts to seasons yeah. after not playing in the preseason. He knew certain systems, even though he changed coordinators and whatnot. But we we saw that under John Gruden. You still need to knock off that rust, especially if you haven't played football since early December, which Jimmy Garoppolo blessed when he broke his foot against the Dolphins. Right. So he's got to right. he's got to not only get to know his teammates, he's got to knock off some rust, and he needs to do that during training camp. And if he doesn't, there is going to have a slow start to the, to the regular season on offense, even if he is able to play in Week One. Correct. There is no Plan B. There was no rookie, and I'm not talking about Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> I'll do respect to him, but there was no rookie they drafted early in the first round that's going to be sitting behind the veteran, right? Which could have happened, perhaps. So to me, that you're right. If it doesn't work out, they're in there. The, the fecal matter hits the fan, so to speak. The crap hits, the fan. <laughs> the right? It just does. It does hard. And and to me, that's the biggest issue. So I understand the nervousness of fans, especially the fans that were not happy. And this tells me though. You know, we'll have to look back on it, I think, once we see how it all plays out. But the Raiders' choices, when they decided to move on from Derek Carr, which they were clearly intent on doing the last three games of last season, they had to find their gap guy or, excuse me, their yeah, their gap guy, their bridge guy, until they figure out what they're going to do long term. So what were their options? We talked about their options ad nauseum. They went with the familiarity, to your point, because of Josh McDaniels knowing Jimmy Garoppolo with all the gambles there. If that doesn't pay off, you're right. This team and some people, yes. Okay, let's let's tank for Caleb. 
tanking does not work because you don't you don't control all the factors. Yes, you might control, you can make your team as bad as you want, and you still might have the second or third pick instead of the first pick. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And so there's no guarantee. People talk like it's a guarantee. So we'll have to see what happens. But this decision, the addendum doesn't bother me as much. That's actually a good point. But to me, it's the longer-term vision of, hey, you signed a guy that's got the nickname Jimmy Glass for a reason. And so now, for those people who were against the signing, they already have a reason to say, see, now you're doing something else. He's got another medical issue. So we'll have to see all it plays out. And you're right. They're betting everything on this guy, and that's a, that's a risky bet with his history. I just wanted to say this, though, and this is why I said I would have preferred the Raiders had drafted a quarterback earlier. Remember, one of my plans was, yes, sign Jimmy G, but still go after a quarterback early because of Jimmy G's history, his injury history. Now, the only pushback against that says, well, the quarterback class next year will be better. But as you said, you don't control the order. Look at what happened to the to the Houston Texans last year, right? (laughs) Houston Texans probably thought they were going to get the number one overall pick. They wind up winning the last uh, game against the, uh, the the Bears. The Bears, yeah. And the Bears get the number one pick. And, and you know, rumor has it that the Texans really wanted Bryce Young. Now, they wanted it with C.J. Stroud. It may work out for them. But there's no guarantee that a, treat, that a team is going to w- want to trade with you. So right. even if the Raiders people say, oh, you, the Raiders could just trade up for their quarterback. It's not yeah, that easy. you got to find a partner that's want to trade up. What if the top four teams all want quarterbacks? You know, so we don't know what's going to happen. But what I will say for the now, Raider Nation, if you're listening to this podcast, I know there are a lot of people on one side or the other. They either hate Josh McDaniels or they they like him because he got rid of Derek Carr. They want to give him a chance. I get both sides, right? What I will yep. say is that if Jimmy if Jimmy Garoppolo is not on the field by the first week of August, no matter what side you're on, it looks like a horrible signing. And some people questioned me and said, why didn't you put this? I had a Bleach Report article, um, moves that roster moves that teams will regret. And someone said, why didn't you put Jimmy Garoppolo up there as, as, a, as a move that a team will, will regret? And I said, well, I didn't say this on Twitter because I didn't want to get into a back and forth. I'm <laughs> done with going back and forth on Twitter all day. But I will say this. It's not a regrettable move yet because we don't know. And, and, until, and like I said, until Jimmy Garoppolo is out you know, for the first week of training camp, there's no need to reach for the panic button and say, oh, this is a horrible move. Let's yes. see. Let's see where yes. his recovery is. Let's wait until the first week of August, end of July, to see where we are with this and his injury history and his, well, his injury recovery in this case. Yes, 100%. Exactly. That was my point exactly. All right. We're going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, Philip Robinson III, Raider Ramble, did a piece on looking at the Raiders' first full offseason under Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler. How did he think and how did he write the team did. We're going to get into that with Philip coming on here next. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast with Mo and Scott. Don't go anywhere. 